So I watched the uh He Man. I watched all that. I was oh. so disappointed that it was only fucking five episodes. Oh, it is? Okay. I didn't know that. It was five or six, but yeah, it was like a, a teaser half a season. It was so fucking short. I was so disappointed that it ended so abruptly and quickly. Yeah, what's um I have I have more notes on that than I do on anything we read. Really? <laughs> okay, I didn't get around oh, yeah. to I didn't get around to watching He Man, but I noticed that peculiarly He-Man's name is completely missing from the title. So uh that meme I sent you with uh with that girl character on head on Abby's body and He-Man's face photoshopped to Joel's body from The Last of Us. So is that what happened? Did she hit him with a golf club? I didn't understand that. At, I didn't understand that at all. Like there's nothing with anything like him getting decapitated or like brained by any like blunt object. I didn't get that well, fucking joke at all. I assume they made, made that's a fucking retard I, I ass- should get kicked in the dick. <laughs> I assume they made it because they made the the girl character muscular. Correct? No. Oh, regular. Oh, regular muscular. Okay, I assume that she's it absolutely it was huge. Tila, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what, whatever. It was classic Tila. There was nothing like a, a absurdly like buff about her. Really? I feel like maybe it's not. He Man's not in the title because it's not a He Man show. It's the Masters of the Universe. It's the He Man team. But you want He Man though? Like, can I? What the can fuck? I are you ruin watching every single part of this thing for you? Are you gonna watch it at all? Uh, no, because I just want to see He Man. You... I want to see muscular dudes in spandex. He Man, He Man, Skeletor die off in the first episode. Oh, what? He Man sacrifices himself to save all of Eternia. And they think they kill Skeletor in that same process. And then it like flash forwards like 20 years, maybe. And it picks up with Tila, and she's like a, a an adventurer now with some new random female character friend. Okay. And they're just like finding artifacts and shit and completing bounties for like random people. And then they have to team up with Evil Lynn to save the sorceress's life because all the magic of Eternia is disappearing because the Sword of Power has been split in two. And that was what kept all the magic for the entire universe going. And so basically, it's all about Tila on her adventure and like Mad at Arms. So, like, after He-Man dies, he sacrifices himself in the first episode. He-Man's mom, this whole entire time, knew that he, Prince Adam, was He-Man somehow. Which I don't really know how she knew that, but she did. And the dad didn't know. So the dad is fucking furious that his son just died. And that no one ever told him that he was He-Man. So he banishes man-at-arms. He says, if you ever return to our kingdom, I'll fucking kill you. So he goes off and he's, like, living by himself in the woods somewhere. And he creates a robot son called Roboto, which I don't fucking know why, but I, I guess he got insanely lonely and had to create like a sex doll that it oh, actually cool. turned into a uh, AI character or some shit. So it's Justin Long's character in this show. So cool. But then wow. like Evil Lynn is voiced by the lady, the Cersei from Game of Thrones. She teams up with them to save all the magic because even though she's a bad magician, she's still a, a magic-powered person. Um, Orko is sickly and dying, and Man at Arms has just been taking care of him the whole time. And Orko is actually voiced by the dude who plays Arthur in uh, the Tick, the Amazon Tick. So that was oh. cool to see that guy doing something. Yeah. So 
this is all about them like trying 900% to... 900% of my notes about this show are just the amazing cast. Oh, all right. So, uh, so let me get this straight. The story is about them trying to save He-Man, right? Is that... Am I understanding no, save correctly? Eternia. So, but to save Eternia, He-Man's surely dead. you must have to save He-Man, right? They're not going to bring him back? dies in the first episode. And these doesn't come back? Well, you cut me off before I got to the conclusion here. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so the first sword <laughs> is in like their version of hell, and they have to like confront their worst nightmares to like get this half a sword from a fake Skeletor knockoff. I, I think they call him like Glowator or something fucking what? dumb. Okay, but he's he's like he's like a, a neon glow in the dark, awesome glow stick version of Skeletor. Very cool. He's voiced by Mark oh. Hamill. Okay. Very cool as well. And uh, eventually, Tila overcomes it. Tila is Sarah Majella Geller in this show, oh. and she's like the main character of the entire thing. And uh, she she confronts her fears and overcomes them, and she say rescues that half a sword. And Orko gets killed, uh, fending off like the glow in the dark Skeletor to oh, save man. all of them. So that's super sad. I got all choked up, and I was all, "No, not Orko. Here's the best cartoon little guy." In this revival, but he died. And they're killing cartoon brutally, little guys. Brutally fucking murdered. Man. And but they made it, in, and then they made it into like heaven, which is their version of heaven, which is where the good half of the sword of power lies. And they find Prince Adam is there, dead. Prince Adam's like heavenly ghost body is in this version of the afterlife. So he helps them get the good half of the sword, and then uh, the robot sex doll guy, he's somehow he has Man-at-Arm's brain implanted in him, sort of like an Ultron vision, like Victor, sort of like family lineage kind of thing. So he has Man-at-Arm's memory, so he can forge the swords together to reunite them and make the Sword of Power whole again, and he dies in that process, and that's great, because he was just as long of fucking who cares about that asshole. Okay. And then Prince Adam gives up his guaranteed spot in, like, the heaven of this universe in exchange to go back with them at the very end of the last episode of the season. Oh, so he, okay, good. At least they bring back he Do they change his he name? He pulls a Nightcrawler. Yeah. He pulls a Nightcrawler. Gives up his, his one dream, heaven. Are they still calling him He-Man? Is that, like, problematic now? Is that, like, not good in this climate? They have to call him, like, they no, person? Awesome. <laughs> no, fuck that. So I'm He-Man. If you're watching He-Man, are... you know what the fuck you're getting into. He-Man's pronouns are they, them. <laughs> Prince Adam is cis as it can be. Yeah, okay. As long as he makes it known what his pronouns are. Yeah. He should make it different than he just to like fuck with people and just still his name is still he man. But like, well, he, he can't, can't, he can't go she because they've got it's too similar to his cousin Shira. Well, yeah, sure. I'm not saying he, he shouldn't change the he man part of his name. He should just change his pronouns to something that's not he just to like fuck with people. Oh, man, that'd be and confusing. He would get like Skeletor on microaggressions and he would feel bad so, and shit. That'd be awesome. So like collection agencies would call him yeah. like and be like, excuse me, may I speak to Mr. He-Man? And be like, that's Mrs. He-Man. I'll see you or in Ms. court. Or Mrs. He-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But right. uh, sounds great. All right, so this cast, this cast is fucking awesome. Davos from uh, Game of Thrones. That guy played Mad at Arms. Also, I always forget that Mad at Arms' real name is Duncan. Like in the on this show, they made it seem like Man at Arms is a title in the army for Eternia. Oh, which I don't remember that. I, I do remember he had like a human name, but that's so fucking weird and confusing. I've always just known him as Man at Arms, but his name is Duncan, so that's cool. Cool. Uh, they they say like in the very first episode that Tila is an orphan, but. I've always been under the impression that Man at Arms is her birth father, but I, I guess he just adopted her at some point, which that's that's weird. That's confusing. I don't yeah. know if that's true or not, but okay, that's what it is in this story. Um Henry Rollins is in this. He plays Triclops, which is fucking awesome. Like after Skeletor and He Man sacrifice themselves, Henry Rollins takes over as like the new main bad guy leader. And he's got Trap Jaw and Whiplash as like his heavies working for him. And they're basically trying to bring about like technology and like they're trying to murder all of the magic that's in Eternia and just make technology the, the new way of the world. So that's cool. Henry Rollins gets a lot of screen time and talking time in this. That's fucking always great. Love yeah. Henry Rollins. Oh yeah, Jason Muse gets a small car- uh, cameo in this as Stinkor, the, the skunk bad guy. Cool. If you remember that guy, that guy was cool. Uh, real Batman Kevin Conroy he voiced uh, Merman which is I, I always I always thought Merman was one of the coolest He-Man villains ever so it was awesome seeing him in this yeah uh, and then the last note Kevin Michael Richardson is Beastman in this he, he voices the Mauler twins on Invincible he's the sheriff in Gravity Falls he's Trigon in most of the DC animated stuff he's Shredder in most of the Ninja Turtles animated stuff He's Groot in all the like Marvel video games and cartoons. And he's always Goro in the Mortal Kombat like movies. Wow. Gets so around. It was awesome seeing that. And he was Panther on the last version of the Ninja Turtle or Thundercats, I mean. All right. So that's cool. Cool. I would give it a four out of five. It was awesome. I watched it all in one sitting, but it ended so immediately and like out of nowhere. I was thinking it was gonna be at least like a ten episode season. But it's like five episodes. It's like a barely half. It's like a fucking teaser. That's not. You can't count five episodes as a full season. That's bullshit. I feel ripped off. That's why I'm so angry about this. And there's no He-Man. Barely any He-Man. Glimpses of He-Man for an episode. I just feel like you need more He-Man. Like, why are you killing He-Man? That's because it's not a He. It's the Masters of the Universe. Who the fuck cares about the Master of the of the Universe? We only care about He-Man. Tila is a strong, independent woman who can do just as much as He-Man, Donnie. Yeah, but I don't want to see it. I only want to see He-Man. I just want to see muscular dudes. I want to see muscular skeletons fight muscular, handsome guys. So, like, in the heaven, in the heaven, like, um, there's all the people who had previously been, like, their version of He-Man, but they weren't all called He-Man, but they were all the holders of the Sword of Power for okay. Castle Grayskull. And there, there was one guy, his name Grayskull, he's the guy that they named the castle after, he's the original, and like they explained that when you get to their version of heaven, you get to pick your, your final form, and so everyone else picks their like ultimate warrior, like He-Man-esque versions, except Prince Adam just picked Prince Adam, he's the only one to go with like the smaller, like tiny human version of themselves, everyone else is just these ro- roided up looking muscular, like 
monster guys. Oh, man. So that's fun. You get to steal all those. I'd rather see the muscular guy. I don't know why. You, that's a bad choice. You're, you're the bad choice. Watch guess, the shit. It's I guess I won't awesome. watch it. <laughs> Kevin Smith wrote it. I hate Kevin and produced Smith. produced it. Kevin, why is everyone so on Kevin Smith's dick now? I, I think he is, he's... What do you mean I now? I think he's past his prime, for sure. He hasn't done shit that's worth yeah. noting besides Masters of the Universe in like 20, yeah, 12 right. years. Yeah. But he made all those great movies. Oh, yeah. He was Silent Bob. He got to just stand there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really, really great. He just he just finished writing uh, Clerks three. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah, great. I bet it'll be Clerks awesome. Was awesome. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Masters of the Universe. They person. It's called like Masters of the Universe, like Re- Revolution or some dumb shit. I don't know. Revelation. Yeah, yeah. Revelation. Yeah. Solid show. I like it. All right. I'm just fucking beyond angry about how quickly it ended. Were there any trains in the show? Dude, this is Eternia. Trains don't exist. They don't have magic trains? Oh, man, there's just oh, nothing no. There's nothing for me in this show, I guess. Oh, wait. Steven Root was a battle cat and cringer. That was cool. Oh. That was kind of funny and weird. Still not, still not a train. It's better than a train. There's a lot of whoa. boating. In whoa, this. whoa, whoa. There's a lot of boating. Okay. Because they have a lot of issues with Merman. I see. Season two will be all the trains. That three episode season two that I'm sure they're working on. Yeah. It's going to be a good follow up. Three Can't episodes wait. for you. All right. I bring up trains because are you ready to get this train on the tracks? This train has already been on the tracks. We just reviewed. Welcome to Giraffes at Black Tongues Comics. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. This week we are going to talk about Savage Dragon. Um, what was that? Volume 5 or 4? Savage Dragon colon uh, the, the end. end. I don't yeah. know. Okay, I don't know whatever what number it is. It is. All right. The end. Miskatonic, Volume 1, or just complete. And um, Swamp Thing, the series. Fucking cool. <laughs> So, uh, damn, we really need, I totally forgot about that until you mentioned it. We really need to start like vetting our shit and like actually doing a second of research before. I like doing it it this way. How the fuck is that on the cartoon website? I don't know why that's on the cartoon website. It's not a cartoon at all. It's live action, but it's way better than the other Swamp Things show that came out a couple years ago for sure. Like the intro of it was like the two like man pirate, like live action pirate guys like yeah. burying a treasure. And I thought at some point, like during the opening credits, it was going to like kick into like animated. So I kept sitting there waiting for it to like jump into animation at some point, but no, it's, it's a complete live action show from start to finish for like three seasons. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I really thought they were going to jump into animation as well, but well, you know, I think, I think they, they, um, shot their shot and it was uh, pretty awesome. Like it clearly worked if they got yeah. three seasons and fifty something episodes out of it. Yeah. Should we just talk about that first then? Swamp thing the series. No, no let's no? stop. I don't right. care. Oh, okay. It seems like we already are, so we All probably right. should. Fuck these comic book shows. 
All right. So we'll just start with that. Why not? Fuck it. We're going to get crazy. Swamp Thing, the series. This was this episode is called Yo Ho Ho. It was in the third season, but I don't really remember. Season three, episode that. 34. All right. Good. Yeah. And I like the live action shitty pirates. Those guys are awesome. I still don't really understand if they were real pirates or not. Like, were they just like dressed like pirates or were they because they were burying treasure in, in a swamp? Yeah, so so this show is from like the late 80s, very early 90s. Yeah. I don't understand why the fuck these guys would be like disguising themselves as pirates in the middle of a fucking swamp to bury pretend treasures. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, it's you're fun, I guess. Not actual pirates. I mean, they, they're taking pride in their work, I guess, and they're having fun with it. It makes sense a little bit if you think of it that way. Hmm. I don't follow pride in this work bullshit. They're even doing they're even doing like pirate voices and everything. They're really selling it. It's oh, it's because it's during the daylight, so they might get seen <laughs> by like someone and they don't want uh, anyone to like point the finger and be like, Oh yeah, it was definitely these two yeah. guys. It was those pirate guys, not these guys. Yeah. Throwing people off the scent in case anyone gets uh starts fishing around. Smart. Right. Well, that, that kid sees him, and the kid happens to also be playing pirate in the swamp at the exact same time. And I guess he has the power of... Yeah, I know. And I guess he has the power of imagination, so he just looked like a man. And then at some point, he turns into a boy. And then that comes back later. Like, Swamp Thing gives him the power to just become a man pirate instead of a boy pirate. And I, I didn't realize Swamp Thing could do that. But it seemed to work. Yeah, that, that's a new power set for him. But uh, that kid, most importantly... <laughs> is Tommy Repeat Timmons from The Sandlot, my all-time favorite baseball movie. Oh. But I, I think that kid was... Um, like His mom, later, he's at home, and he's like dressed like a pirate, and he's just running out the door without making eye contact with his mom. So I think he's like autistic or something, but the, his mom's like, what's the rush? And his answer is just, pirate, treasure, swamp, monster. And it's like, you're going to have to be a little more clear you're just those are those are all words kid but you got to like connect those <laughs> ideas a little better you can't you think you could get away with that that's ridiculous that's absurd i mean the mom was cool with it no the mom was like sit, sit the fuck down timmy fuck you <laughs> tell me tell me more about what this is they have this entire empty swamp to like go and play in and no having to worry about like alligators and shit like murdering this kid while he plays pirates it's totally cool no worries. They should be worried about like Swamp Thing though. He's kind of terrifying. I mean, there's a swamp he's a monster. He's a good guy, but he's still like scary. Only the bad guys. Yeah. Kids kids love Swamp Thing. Well, Swamp Thing is just spying on this kid. He's like and I love how Swamp Thing disguises himself so the kids like walking around and then like Swamp Thing is just like holding a branch in front of his face and he's like peeks over the branch. Um, I, I really love that. It's like, we could just stand there. I don't think you need the branch foolproof. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's a monster holding a branch right there in the middle of the fucking swamp. It's easy to spot. I mean, it's more incognito than the men dressed as pirates in <laughs> 1991 or whatever. I don't know. You know, that disguise would probably work on the, the, the bad guy, the, um, Sun, huge sunglasses mullet guy. I bet he dude, can't see dude. shit through those sunglasses. That fucking guy, doctor, his name was like Dr. Arcane, Arcane. or something. Yeah, Dr. Arcane. This dude's fucking hair yeah. was oh, amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. And these sunglasses covered up the entire fucking face. 
Yeah. I this like that. This guy is a fashion icon for damn sure. I don't know anything about fashion, but I assume he's like on their version of like Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I mean, huge sunglasses. That hair was gorgeous. For like blind people with giant frizzy mullets. is uh, That's exactly the style you want. That's in right now. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to go to the barber and get that haircut style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's my note in this, too. When that guy first appeared, I just made a note. This dude's hair and sunglasses, nine exclamation points. Fuck yeah. My my last note is um, there was a couple of instances where they had the boom mic fall into the shot. And they didn't bother fixing that. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. The microphone just comes in from the top. It's great, man. I love when they miss stuff like that. It's funny. Should have put a branch so like, over I was it. Super, I was super curious about this. So I like actually went on to like IMDB to like look it up. Uh-huh. Apparently this guy playing Swamp Thing in this show was the actor that played Swamp Thing throughout like there, I guess there were two live action Swamp Thing movies in the eighties. Oh, then this guy came back to reprise it in the early nineties on this show. Nice. So that's cool. Cool. I, I like the I like the weird little like science experiment trap that they put the mom in when they're trying to like force the kid to give up the fucking treasure because he wrote a map. Yeah. Leading them to where the two pirate men buried it. Such a dumb fucking trap. Like what kid would realize the stakes? I don't know. I mean he can turn into a man. I guess he can just imagine the stakes and then they're He's got some stakes. Yeah. The the final showdown is that kid's imaginary man form versus the dude with the perfect hair in a sword fight to the death. And he wins. And then Swamp Thing spares him and he's just like, yeah, just go away. Swamp Thing doesn't have him like hold him to get arrested or anything like that. Like he fucking kidnapped a woman. Probably did a lot more evil shit to her while the kid was out looking for the treasure spot. Yeah, pirates are very rapey. Like, and haircut, they gotta a haircut get into like the, that. A haircut yeah. like that is not not raping someone. Obviously. Yeah, those those actors were really committed to the pirate roles. I'm sure they're getting rapey with their captives. Yeah, what pirate doesn't rape? That's yeah, like pirating right. 101. Exactly. So yeah, that's he really should have done something about this guy. At least the henchman. This one thing just lets him go to go and like prey on the very next town's women and children. Yeah. You dropped the ball, Alec Holland. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend this show. It yeah, me too. I, magical. It was really interesting. All right. Well, there's, there's that one then. So Swamp Thing. Great show. Way better than the newer one. I mean, theme, theme song-wise, no, not even close, but everything else, yes. Yeah, right. The, the other theme song is way better, the cartoon one. All right, speaking of monsters, let's talk about Savage Dragon, right? That's, that's, I thought you were going in the other direction since the other one's all about like, oh, fuck. lagoon monsters. Actually, but, yeah, yeah you're right. There's all kinds. I forgot about <laughs> all the lagoon monsters in that one. I got bored with this Miskatonic. That was a bad pick on me. Oh, actually, I actually thought it was decent enough. Yeah, it was okay. All right. Speaking of lagoon monsters, <laughs> Miskatonic. Seamless. Yeah. I, I just kind of got bored with um, how much they were talking about everything and constantly repeating things. But I did like the, the character, like the racist guy. 
that guy was pretty funny because he's just like the Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tom is like a mega racist, like secretly for sure, because like him and uh, what's her name? Miranda, they get into a jam and like the very first thing that Tom suggests is like, let's wear this KKK outfits. And I, I think he just wanted to wear the KKK outfits, but she's like, no, we can just like leave out the door. Like you can run first before you have to put the KKK outfits on. And then he's just like stopping all the people, like all the suspects is like, if they have a foreign sounding name, he just like pulls them aside. Like you, I think you are the one who's uh, murdering people or whatever the fuck we're looking for. So I love this guy. He's very racist. very secretly racist. He's also sexist. And sexist. Oh yeah. That a woman could work in the bureau. How dare he? Yeah. But you know, that came with the times. What was this era supposed it's like, to be? I think it's like, like 30s. 50s, 60s? I think it's like oh. the 30s. Yeah, for whatever reason, the only KKK members in this entire book are all like Lagoon Monster zombie men. Yeah, there's That's a lot weird. going on. Yeah. I didn't expect them to... Like, they, they really... So they start with like blowing up some rich guy, and I'm like, all right, like, cool, they blew up a rich guy. That sounds... That maybe something will happen. And then just, just like lagoon monsters and witches and spotty switching and like all kinds of stuff. Fish people. Um, they had a fish people orgy with like cum worms flying around, like the Fuck orgy yeah, and the did. thing. Yeah, that was crazy. And Tom was like, What's that sound? They hear it before they see it. They hear this orgy, which is, I wonder what that sounds like. But Miranda just knew the sound. It's like, That's an orgy. Like, like it's gotta be, it's gotta be like a lot of like slippery, like slurpy, ew. fucking, like puddly sounds. Is my guess, like they're because they're all fish people and they're also fish people, fucking fish people. Yeah, so it's gotta be a lot of that. Just like I, I can't even like imitate it, but <laughs> yeah, we get, we can all imagine. I mean. Yeah, puddles. Yeah, we get it. But you know, knowing the sound of an orgy is one thing, but Miranda knew the sound of a fish orgy. She knows the sound of like a lagoon monster orgy, <laughs> yeah. which is a very specific sound, I think. I don't think it's the same as a normal human orgy. Yeah. I don't think so either. Oh fuck. And I almost forgot about this. This is the best part of the whole thing was a train kills a bunch of fish people. That was awesome. The train like runs oh, yeah, into the orgy of train in this. fish people. Yeah, how could we forget? I, I don't know how I forgot that. I really forgot a lot in this book. He rode the train to various parts of, I think it's Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Getting on a train. Immediately way better than He-Man, because there's a train. I mean, and a fish orgy. There wasn't any of and that with Merman and uh, that's true. his followers. That is true. There was a weird rat man too. Like Tom was having flashbacks to a rat man who would like eats children, which I guess was another case that he worked before that haunts him to this day. So if rat people exist, then I feel like they shouldn't be all that surprised by fish people. He's surprised because everyone that he tried to report it to just thought he was insane and no one believed him ever. So maybe he's like, he's finally convinced himself that he is actually crazy and he never actually saw that for real. And so that when he sees like the lagoon monster or fish alien people, that freaks him out because he's like, holy shit, all this crazy ass stuff is actually real. I'm not crazy. That's awesome. But that's terrifying because it also means it's all real. Yeah, maybe. He's just like, you, you wouldn't even believe this if you saw it. Miranda, because you're a woman. You don't believe shit. 
I like that. Oh, there's also the, I, toward the end of this, I was kind of like really skimming hard, but there's the Necronomicon. That's cool. And then like the, uh, the woman, the final boss woman mutates into a resident evil monster. That was pretty awesome too. So it ended yeah, a lot like, like resident evil ends. She keeps getting body swapped. It's like her, her dad takes her body and then he kisses the Miranda girl and possesses her and takes her into a dream world. And then, yeah, it's so much sci-fi nonsense. How yeah. do you say that woman's name? Asenath? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Asenath? A-S-E-N-A-T-H. Asenth? Maybe. It's a, it's a strange name. That's for sure. Yeah. Very uncommon. Yeah. Interesting. Like, uh, right, so my favorite part of this mm-hmm. is during the, the zombie attack with the one doctor and Tom. Yeah. There was like, I, I guess this is supposed to be like some boxer or like some like super famous boxer of the time named Buck Robinson. And his nickname is the Harlem Smoke. Mm. I think that should be our title, the Harlem Smoke. <laughs> and Tom, every time he saw a black guy, That's he's cool like, nickname. aren't you the Harlem Smoke? Where's... Where's my mask? Where's my mask? <laughs> Those two KKK costumes just happened to be there because it was Tom's and his extra one. And that's how he knew they'd be right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like how the zombies were like the boxer zombie. That was fun. Because it's, it's a zombie, but he's still a boxer, so he's punching and stuff. Tom says something to the doctor he's with. He's like, Oh, it's like my dad always said, I could never beat Buck Robinson, but I'm going to show him now. And he tries to actually like box this zombie version yeah. of the boxer. And then he immediately like gets his ass kicked still. And he's like, oh, shoot. Darn it. All right, so I don't know why I thought this quote was funny, but at the very beginning director Hoover guy, when he's pulling Miranda in and like assigning her to this mission, my first act is to make sure the Bureau of Investigation is a muscular extension of American justice. So is he like saying he wants the Bureau, the Bureau to be like the dick, the erect dick of yes. American justice, basically? That's how I took that. I think he is saying that. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, awesome. So the very end, like all the lagoon monsters are all on an island for some reason. And they just blow up a boat full of TNT and it kills them all. And we think everything is fine, but then it shows like a psych ward because the dad of acid maths teleported into Miranda's body. And so they've just got her locked there and they won't ever let her out. And Tom comes to visit her and he's like, if you don't leave this woman alone, we're just going to leave you here and you'll just live out the rest of her days. And then die off eventually. But we don't want to do that because I respect her and she's a badass. So please just leave. He's like, no. And it ends there with her just in an insane asylum, locked in a chair. Well, Can't wait for the conclusion. Yeah. Shouldn't have been a woman on the force, I, I guess. They, I, hope they make like, I hope they make a bunch of sequels where it's just Tom coming back to like ask her for all of her advice. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. The entire time she's still just locked in a chair, rotting away. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It wasn't great. 
super yeah. heavy on the weird sci-fi shit, but it was okay enough. I think it was way worse than I thought it would be. I was a little disappointed by that. I got that quote about like the dick of American justice out of it, so it was worth it. Yeah, that part was funny. All right, you ready to hear some reviews? I got one review. Then why'd you say plural? Uh, force of habit. Promise me multiples. <laughs> well, th- this one counts as a review, so then you have this one, and then the one that I'm going to read right now. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! All right. This review is five stars. Interesting. And it goes, everything you would want in a graphic novel. And that was it. And that was the only review that I could find. Oh. Yeah. Great. Yep. Everything you'd want. Fish people, orgies, racist guys, KKKs, um, Harlem smoke. It's all there. It's true. It was all there. Yeah. Everything I would ever want. (laughs) All right. Speaking of um, inner city nicknames and monsters. Savage Dragon. They live in the inner city in Chicago. What'd you think of Savage Dragon? It was okay. I couldn't really get that into it. Like picking like some book in the middle of like the 200 issues. Somewhere like I forget what the issues were. Like it was 197 through like 200 and something. Yeah, 187 through. That way was not the best choice because there are so many fucking characters that they keep like name dropping and referencing and showing up. That like if you're a devout reader, you're like, oh shit, it's this guy and this guy and that guy. But I'm just like, I don't know who any of you are. Can't tell any of you apart yet. So that was a poor choice by me. I should have probably just gone with number one, just as a ease myself into it. Yeah, where's Invincible? Just have Invincible show up. I mean, he he talked about D- uh, Damien Darkblood. Yeah, I thought he might have. I think he called him something different, didn't he? I said Damien Darkblood found him. Oh. He was talking about himself. He used okay. to be, apparently at some point in time, he had like this evil version of himself called Emperor Kerr, which Damien Darkblood somehow found him when he was amnesiatic after he got rid of the Emperor Kerr persona and helped nurse him back into Savage Dragon or something is what he said. Yeah, alright. That sounds like that would have been a cool one to read. Yeah, should have saw that one. I couldn't tell like who is supposed to be the main Savage Dragon. Like, Was it supposed to be Savage Dragon? It, which I thought was just a nickname. Or is it Malcolm Dragon is so, the main so one? I, I couldn't really tell Christian the difference. Name. His Christian name on his birth certificate is Malcolm Dragon. But his dad, though, I think is his Christian name is Savage Dragon. Well, no, Malcolm is the Savage Dragon. And then he has a son who looks just like him, but tinier. And apparently a daughter? That's a lady version? Or no, wait. Bluish? But, no, there's, there's two um, adult Savage Dragons. There's the guy in jail. And then there's Malcolm Dragon. His son. Did you read the one with uh, Malcolm Drag or um, with Savage Dragon on death row? Yeah. Okay. So th- he has a son, right? And his son is like a yeah. teenager, and then his son has a son, I think. And the son, the kid is a, or no, maybe he doesn't have a son. No, no. The the tiniest kid was from the bad version of Savage Dragon. It was like his evil twin or something. He had said, 
who fucked that one lady and that lady was raising him and then like they were gonna hunt after actual savage dragon to kill him because of it oh all right like yeah that's what i'm saying like way too much backstory and shit yeah and past of this story for us to just kick off from right here because i'm so lost by all of it i am too could keep track of anyone yeah they did have a lot of like characters though like they had a shitty version of doug do you remember that of doug do you remember doug that show yeah doug was great yeah there's like a shitty version of him there that was cool uh skeeter yeah skeeter <laughs> he was patty there. mayonnaise yeah yeah that's Roger it your cloths wow pork chop all those the, all those guys beets? fuck yeah killer tofu what other ones uh, that's all I can think of. Okay. <laughs> Quail his Man. Sister, whatever her name is. Yeah, his stupid sister. What else do they have? They have Daredevil is in this. That's cool. This Daredevil is infinitely better than Marvel's, though. Because he throws a boomerang and he's like half blue costume, half black costume. So much cooler. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, there's a, a bad guy organization in this called the Vicious Circle, which is a badass name for an evil villain company. Or yeah. I like that. Sure. Uh, they had a street I, shark. That was fun. Mako. Yeah. So like, they had the one season of the cartoon at some point during the earlier 90s. Mm-hmm. I think they might have had like Happy Meal type of like prizes with toys of them because I remember having a toy of Mako for some reason. Oh. I don't think I would have bought it like straight up for myself. I, th- I think it had to have come in like a Happy Meal type of deal. Are you sure it wasn't a Street Shark? Yeah, because these were like tinier versions of... Hmm. Alright. Trust me, I, I know my Street Sharks. Alright, good. Jawsome. Uh, they, oh, they had a robot named Rex. Which I thought was maybe the Rex from Invincible, but maybe not. But it's hard to tell. It's just we- it's it's weird to have a robot who's also named Rex. Oh, and Dimension X. They kept talking about that, which is from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I know that. So they also keep referring to everyone with the superpowers as mutants, which I'm not like. All right, so I think Image Comics started off right around like very beginning of the 90s like maybe like 94 the latest mm-hmm. and um like the six guys that created it each one of them made their own original series and like spawn and savage dragon are the only two that are still going but savage dragon is the only one that's never had another writer on it it's still the same guy from day one writing this stuff so i like that would have been the time frame when marvel like bankrupted themselves by overestimating the hype that this new writer for the X-Men series was going to bring in. Okay. And so they like bought billions of copies of this, uh, his like first issue and they thought there was going to be this insane demand for, and then like no one gave a shit about that writer and they didn't sell a fucking thing. And that was when they almost went bankrupt and started selling off everything that they could possibly sell to like all the fucking movie theater or movie company studios. And all their other properties. So I wonder if, like, maybe, like, this guy just, like, wrote him a single bulk check for something to get clearance rights to use mutants in this. Like, I don't know how the fuck it works. It's got to be something similar because, like, DC couldn't use mutants because Marvel was already using it. So they had to call everyone metahumans. So I don't know how the fuck they got clearance to use them all as mutants. 
That is something. That is weird that you can just like claim that word because it's not. They didn't invent that word, did they? Yes. Oh. No, I don't. Probably not. I wouldn't invented by Stan Lee. Created the word mutant. Yeah, that is weird. Oh, and then um, one more character that I thought was interesting was um, this Spider Woman who just shoots webs out of her ass. I thought that was weird. So it's like Spider-Man webs just from her ass. That's way cooler. Yeah. I want the next Spider-Man knockoff, like the next version of Miles Morales to do that. Yeah, please. Miles, you gotta shoot webs out of your ass. I liked, I liked, um, towards the end, there's a, a bluish guy with like lightning symbols all over his head called Thunderskull, who like was a chef at some restaurant that, uh, Savage Dragon like talked to right before like his execution. Yeah. Or his fake execution. I like that guy. That guy looked awesome. Oh yeah. Also random like cool looking characters that I wish I knew something about or had seen before and could pay attention to. I mean, if only we knew the image comic universe better. Oh, they had uh they had an ear biting. I know how you like ear biting. I love ear biting. Yeah. That was cool. Savage oh, Dragon. Oh, you don't mean oh uh, you, you mean in the different Never mind. Oh yeah, because you said you hate when uh, when people bite off yeah. ears. I, I I hate biting during a fight. I like so you can only bite ears with weak. with with love and not with hate. Passion. That's, that's the yeah. different. Yeah. All right. I uh, I like at the very beginning of this. There's like those two bum guys, or there's a, a bum guy and a bum girl, and they're just talking about like Savage Dragon's life. They keep talking about his hot Asian wife with the epic yeah. ass. Epic ass. I was going to bring that up. That was cool. It's a flattering way to refer to her. Yeah. Epic. I also like when uh, he's in jail. He starts growing an awesome fucking beard and he's got this great gray as fuck beard. Yeah. And then it's after like the first fight in jail, he changes it into like the Hulk Hogan style mustache for some reason and then like for whatever reason after that next fight he shaves it completely which is disappointing well you know different writers i guess or uh drawers or whatever no artists definitely not artists artists i I mean they say that like he grows back his body so maybe like his awesome facial hair got damaged in each fight and had to grow back maybe that's how he proves he's like a fish person yes that's how he proves he's a fish person as he takes it off. And they're like, oh, okay, you're a is fish person. Is he fish person. or like a dragon? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it looks like a fin on his head. Fish have that. But don't dragons have like... I don't know if they have fins. They have like scales. Yeah, it's like a scale haircut. It's like Maybe. a scale mohawk. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you think you'd read more Savage Dragon? It has potential. Some, like, some of these characters seemed awesome. So, yeah. I thought it was, uh, I mean, yeah. I would prefer to start from the very beginning as opposed to the middle. Yeah. Jumping in at this point seems. This was probably not a good idea for me. And I I don't have the attention span to like piece it together. I can't keep track of all of the dragon people. They all, there's like, yeah, there's 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 an entire family lineage of like 13 various dragons. I thought there was just one. Too confusing for me. Yeah. I I was only ready for one. So I, I just noticed here that I, Made a couple notes about Swamp Thing and accidentally put them here in my Savage Dragon notes section. Oh. So one one thing I really liked about Swamp Thing was 
That little kid offered him like a peanut butter sandwich and he turned it down. Or no, it wasn't a peanut butter sandwich. It was a, a chocolate and peanut butter wafer, like those little Debbie bars. Yeah. The Swamp Thing turned it down. I was very disappointed in Swamp Thing for declining that because I always thought those things tasted awesome. Sure. But, you know, it's too processed, though. You got to do like the natural peanut butter. Yeah, but how often does Swamp Thing get offered like legit chocolate and peanut butter? Probably never. He probably doesn't like it, though, because he's or like one with the that green. For his. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it. Don't offer it to me. I'm murdering you. I mean, it. you got to treat yourself every now and then when you're Swamp Thing. I guess. Swamp Thing makes his own peanut butter, like blends it up. I've been doing that recently, making my own peanut butter. It's fucking good. It's way better. You just like. Really? Is it always creamy or can you make it nutty? Yeah, crunchy? you can make it nutty. Like, so you just use a food processor, which is like, you know, blender, and you just blend it until it becomes a butter. And that's it. You just take a bunch of nuts. I've been using like honey roasted peanuts, putting it in there. It's really good. But yeah, like, so in the beginning, you just blend it up and then you take some of the peanuts out. So you have peanut chunks and you put it in at the end. Can you add chocolate to it and make it like a chocolate peanut butter mix? Fuck yeah, you can. Make me some of that. I want to try that. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's, it's, it's good. All right, anything else about Savage Dragon? No. All right. I couldn't find any reviews for this particular volume, which I thought was strange, but... I looked. So this is the first one, I guess. So there you go. Finally, Savage Dragon got a review. Someone transcribed this and posted it on Amazon. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's our comics then. Uh, what do you want to read for next week? A-Force Volume 1, Hyper Time. It's the 2019 version, not the 15. Okay. A-Force? A-Force. Wow. It's the all-female Avengers. Oh, good. Just like He-Man, the Masters of the Universe. It's inspired me to find more empowering <laughs> women. Yeah. Hopefully they're as muscular as Abby from The Last of Us. No one will ever be as muscular as Abby from That's true. The Last of Us. <laughs> All right, I'm picking Rain Like Hammer, Sky Cradle. Interesting name, Rain Like Hammer. Rain like hammer. What was the second part? Sky? Sky cradle. Sky cradle. I mean, yeah, that's like the, you know, colon sky cradle. Sky cradle is a cool sounding title. I like that. Yeah. Rain like hammer, though, is what they went with. They could have just went with sky cradle. How about a show? Is there any good shows that we need to watch? Masters of the Universe Revelations. (laughs) I I think we covered that one. Let's go with the Savage Dragon cartoon then. Let's watch episode one. So we know what the fuck is going on. So that's a good jumping on point, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Savage Dragon episode one. That's that's settled then. Cool. So that thing ran for one season and the creator hates it so much because of how toned down it all had to be to like fit for like a Saturday morning kids cartoon, I guess. Perfect. So it should be interesting. I love my stuff toned down. Yeah. Water it down. Yeah, please. Fuck. Cunts. <laughs> Alright, so join us next week for that, and in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. At these do the god. 
Follow us at Giraffes HPT Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Go to soundcloud.com slash DJ Von Meer for the music and patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. See you next week. Bye. spiral oh. yesterday how was that have you seen that no uh sam jackson plays chris rock's dad in it and at first i was super confused because i thought they were about the same age and then i had to look it up online and no sam jackson is like 73 oh wow it's just insane i, I would have i was guessing he was like late 50s yeah i didn't no, know he was he's fucking in his 73 holy geriatric shit. That dude looks amazing for being that old. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's it's okay. I mean, Chris Rock plays a, a cop who like is alienated from all the other cops in his precinct because he busted like the bad cops. And so they stop like helping him out. Like he requests backup and this shooting and he gets shot in the shoulder. And like there were these two white dudes who were right there, but they were part of the like evil corrupt cop unit. And instead of helping him, they just sat there eating their lunch. And then I do like that Sam Jackson shows up and he just like, he's like, we're going to find out based on like your GPS tracking shit, like who was the closest to get here and who didn't respond in time. And then this one guy is kind of like making like an, oh shit, I'm fucked face. And he immediately realizes that it was him who fucked him over. So he just walks up, pistol whips him and starts kicking the shit out of this fat old white dude. Cool. It's awesome. Wow. But like. The, the guy copying off of Jigsaw is pretty fucking weak because Chris Rock is throughout the entire thing like the ideal, like perfect good guy cop, but yet he's the one who gets put through like the final like Jigsaw puzzle, even though he's like never done anything bad. He's just torturing like his dad, um, which I, I guess like Sam Jackson did a little bit of semi shady shit in his past. But for whatever reason, like Chris Rock still has to choose between like saving his dad and stopping the bad guy or potentially like getting shot by the SWAT team that comes to this location. I don't know. It, it's not nearly as good of a, a plan as like all the previous souls, but it does have some of the more brutal and disgusting shit throughout it. Like it's not as bad as the one where like the guy had to like chop off chunks of his fat and the lady had to like cut off her arm from the elbow up to like put in the weight machine to like open the trap door or whatever it's not as bad as that it's not as bad as the guy who got the like key lock uh the key to the lock that was around him like sewn into his eyeball that he had to rip out yeah. it's not nearly as gross as that one but it, like uh one of the traps in this one this guy's hands are all attached to something that's attached to a motor and he has to bite down on this bar to rip his fingers, all 10 of his digits, off of his body. Or else he's going to get electrocuted in a swimming pool. That oh. one was pretty badass. Huh. 
Um, there was another one where I don't think the guy even got like a choice. Like this guy just skinned him alive, which that <laughs> seems to go against the whole jigsaw fair is fair. You can win your life back if you do some gross shit to yourself, nature. So that was kind of shitty, but that was gross. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson's like hooked up like a, a marionette, but is like training his blood. It's very confusing. And then, like, at the very end of it, like, he's got a, a shotgun attached to, like, his one arm. So when the SWAT team shows up to, like, stop the killer, they, he makes Sam Jackson, like, draw on him. And they just, like, open, open fire on him and kill Sam Jackson. Oh, no, the gross one. This lady, she's, like, Sam Jackson's replacement as the chief of police after he gets forced to retire for beating up that guy. But... I forget what it is that she did. She didn't speak up against the injustices like these shitty cops were doing. So somehow that makes her guilty, I guess. She's yeah, Jigsaw's an asshole. to a table with a, a giant knife blade. This Jigsaw's a cunt. This guy yeah. sucks. But like she's chained up to a table and she has to sever her own spinal cord to save her life. Well... I thought he had said that it was poisonous gases that were filling the room, but it looked like it was just acid that was, like, dripping down into her face. So, like, Chris Rock just missed saving her life, but he didn't get there in time, and she died. That was beyond brutal, that one. It was just this asshole little, like, Puerto Rican kid whose dad was a witness and something with the uh, corrupt cops, like, they... Chris Rock's old partner was like one of these guys and Chris Rock actually turned him in and that's how Chris Rock became like the hero cop that all the other cops hated because he turned narc uh, but um like he shot the kid's dad when the kid was like 10 years old and the kid saw it and Chris Rock saw him looking through the bedroom and he told him to keep quiet and hide so that the uh, cop partner wouldn't come and kill him too and he plants a gun on him so that guy loses his job, so everyone thinks that he's the guy who's doing all these murders. But it turns out that it was that 10-year-old kid as a grown-up. And, I don't know. Not the best written Saul movie, but still some fucking awesomely brutal, gross deaths. Alright. And for whatever reason, this kid is super dead set on the whole spiral imagery that the Jigsaw Killer used to have on the puppet. So, cool. Very cool. I watched that new Space Jam. I so I was going to, I was thinking about it, but I was like, nah, my hatred for LeBron, not doing it. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, it was it was pretty cringe, but they did have uh, Rick and Morty show up, and Big Chungus shows up, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like every single thing that Warner Brothers owns shows up, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, like yeah. that was in the trailer. The Clockwork Orange is in there for some reason, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's like everybody's <laughs> there. They're all in the background. You can't. It's like everybody wearing shitty Halloween costumes that you buy on the internet of these characters. It's not like the original characters, so it all just kind of looks stupid. But yeah, yeah, it's a it's a dumb movie. But I, I, I'm not surprised, I guess. I mean, it's supposed to appeal for kids, though. But is it though? Like, do kids even know Looney yeah. Tunes? No, I don't think they kids do. Kids with HBO Max know Looney Tunes. I guess that's their ideal target demo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, while I was at my buddy's, using his HBO Max account, so the weird thing about the Blade movie being on there, but then also I was searching for Swamp Thing because I was like, oh yeah, that show is awesome. I'd like to rewatch it. It's not on there at all. They've no. already removed it for some reason, which is fucking dumb. Yeah, just forget about that. 
I rewatched season two of Titans just to get ready for season three. Oh, nice. Getting excited. I watched the last episode of Loki. I didn't watch the whole series. Oh. Uh, Kang the Cocker. That's cool. All right. This is like the good guy version of him. So neat. Sure. God, I hate that character. I hate Loki. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Everything about that show. Owen Wilson, though. Exactly. Owen yeah. Wilson. I didn't hate that show as much as I thought I would. I watched uh, Luca. That was okay. No, I didn't I, watch that. I, I only watched like half of it. Like, it's nothing but an endless like advertisement for Vespas for some reason. And so midway through what? it, like they just kept ranting and raving about how awesome and bitching Vespas are. So I was like, all right, this is too fucking dumb and too much. So I had to turn it off. Vespas. Yeah. Why? That's I don't weird. No, lagoon monster people love fish. People love Vespas for some reason. Huh. Very weird. I watched. I finally caught the last season of Bosch. It's fucking awesome. Oh, did Bosch finally um, win? Bosch always wins because he right. plays by the book. Seems like so they they announced they're doing a spinoff series after this. I was thinking it was going to be something following along his daughter Maddie and her progression through like the district attorney's office and dumb shit like that. But at the end of the season, Bosch quits the LAPD homicide unit and he becomes a private investigator. So I think it's just going to be Harry Bosch professional dick now is basically what the spinoff will be but should still be awesome because he's great yeah can't wait i recommend watching that that was a good one 